what John has to say. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prosper. I'm read it again. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. In my, on my insurance at the city, I have a, uh, a, they have a thing called the health coach. And uh, this lady's been my, what they, they give you a health coach to help you out with your diet, with all these different things, better ways to eat. And, this, and they assign these health coaches to you. And I've had the same health coach, I guess, almost a decade. And this lady's known me for a decade. And I've never seen her. I've only talked to her on the phone. I've never seen a picture of her. But the point is, I've never seen her, but for 10 years I've talked to her. And the other day she called me up and she was asking me how things are going, how's my health. And she's always trying to encourage me. And she said, she knows I'm a preacher. And she said, uh, have you, Brother Keegan, she said, have you ever preached about health to your congregation? And I uh, scoffed at it. Like, no, no. About eating right and exercising? I'm like, no, no, I, I can't ever say I've ever and I kind of scoffed and blew it off. And then we were about to get off the phone. And I said, well, she always has a joke to tell me. And they're always clean jokes. And I always tell her, well, tell me your joke. Because she said, you know, I'm not allowed to do that anymore. I said, what? And she said, yeah, it's not politically correct. They, so they took away the jokes. I guess it's, you can't even tell a joke anymore in America. But the point was, I was kind of disappointed. I got off the phone and I started thinking about that. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I do need to preach on health, you know. And it kind of encouraged me, and I, I turned to uh, Third John and was looking about health and what the Bible has to say, and it says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health. The Bible's way of healthy living. I want to preach on healthy living. And every kind of healthy living you're going to have in your life, that having a healthy life is involved in an attitude and the right diet and the right exercise. You've got to have the right attitude, you've got to have the right diet, and you've got to have the right exercise. Now, we're going to look at what the Bible says about good health. Not what a nutritionist or not what a scientist. Or what. We're going to look at what God's Word has to say about health. Because that's what we care about, amen? All right, so if y'all, if y'all read something with me or hear me read something that you don't agree with, you're not disagreeing with me. You're disagreeing with that book right there, okay? So don't stop me at the church and say, well, I just don't agree with that. Hey, you know what? Live your life like you want to live. We're free in America still, so you have a right to live like you want to live, amen. Now I'm going to give you some verses about good health. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. Now, I don't like somebody telling me what to eat. So I'm not going to get up here, and I don't like somebody, and I know y'all are like me probably, I don't like somebody telling me what to eat or telling me something I can't eat. I want to eat what I want to eat. And that's really aggravating. When I go to the doctor and the doctor says, well, you need to, you need to cut this out. Or he'll say, this is what the doctor did to me. I'm going to put you on this diet and then I'm going to give you these pills. And I always tell him, uh, uh, don't work that way. Either I'm going to go on the diet or you're going to give me the pills. I'm not going to go on the diet and get the pills. See, I feel like if you're going to give me pills, then I should be able to eat what I want to eat. If you're going to make me stop eating what I want to eat, then I'm not going to take these pills anymore. <laughs> See, I, I'm a bad patient. I'm a bad patient, and I'm telling you, I'm probably the last person you want up here preaching about good health. But thank goodness it's not me preaching it, amen. It's going to be the Word of God. We're looking at the Word of God. What does the Word of God say about good health? Not what does Brother Keegan say about healthy living. So we need to first look at the attitude you need to have for healthy living. Uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. Look what Paul says. For bodily exercise profiteth little. I'll read that again. For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that it now is and of that which is to come. Paul says, bodily exercise, it profits you little, but to be godly, to have a godly life, that's going to profit you in all things. Not only in this life right now, but in the life to come. 
our first attitude as we come to healthy living is you got to have the right attitude of saying, you know what? It's not all about exercise, living a healthy life. And one of the things you'll find out when you listen to the world, the world's all about the best way you can have a healthy life is to get out and run all day and exercise and run on a treadmill, jumping jacks a hundred times, a hundred push-ups, a hundred sit-ups. And they have all these exercises they want you to do. And the Bible's the first thing the Bible wants you to know is bodily exercise profits you little. And you know what you can talk to a nutritionist? And I have to talk to these guys, like my health coach. You know what they'll tell you? Diet is the most important thing. Exercise is kind of a form of repentance for what you eat for a lot of us. You know, like I've eaten this candy bar, so now I need to go walk it off. And I know I've heard y'all say those words, like I've eaten a big meal, now I need to go walk this big meal off. It's like, you're, it's like a physical repentance of what you've just eaten. But isn't it a lot better to instead of having, you know, we know we have a God that we can go to that's full of grace that will let us repent to Him and get right with Him. That's a blessing, amen. But isn't it ten times, isn't it a hundred times better that we don't ever do that thing that makes us have to repent? <laughs> that we don't ever have to repent at all? So the point is, if you're eating right, because a lot of times your healthy living is going to start with your diet. So you have to have an attitude of my diet is one of the key ingredients of me having a healthy life. My diet, not my exercise. Because godliness is profitable to all things. Healthy living is not all about lifting weights, running, tread walking, doing all these exercises. Guys, we're going to find out that healthy living has a whole lot more to do with what's on the inside. Godliness. 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 All right, let's look at the next one. Psalms 43.5. We're talking about the attitude for a healthy life. Because healthy living does involve diet and exercise. We all can agree with that, amen. Listen, you should be taking care of your body simply because it's God's temple. Amen. God's living in you. And He's residing in you. And you should be doing a, a better job of taking care of this temple. What you're putting into it. How you're treating it. You know, or, and you say, what do you mean, Brother King? I mean, are you staying up till 6 o'clock in the morning? Are you staying up till 3 o'clock in the morning? How are you treating this body? Are you beating this body up, physically beating it down? You're not giving it the rest it needs? God's trying to reside in you. God's trying to live out of you. God's trying to manifest out of you. And if you're doing these things to break your flesh down, break your body down, God's not able to get the full use out of you. So above all else, we should be trying to think about our body, but not focusing on all that. We don't focus on trying to please this flesh. Your focus and your attitude should be simply this. What can I do to keep this flesh going so I can glorify God? Because you look at a lot of exercising, and a lot of exercising is to glorify yourself. So you'll look better in your clothes. Uh So these pants will fit better. And maybe you'll just look a little better in the arms. That's what a lot of exercise, it's all about vanity, guys. Very few people are exercising because they want to feel better on the inside and have a healthy life. You know, I'm working the reunion. We get down there at 7.30 in the morning, 7.30 in the morning, and there's literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people down there to go running. They're in this 1K, 3K, 5K race. Guys, I'm talking about hundreds of people, and they, every one of them had to pay $25. That's the, how much you pay to get in the race. I'd pay $25 not to race. <laughs> they could be, you want to run this race, or can I give you $25 so I don't have to? Man, they'd make a killing off me. These people, these people are actually paying so they can torture themselves. 7.30 in the morning. And it crossed my mind, knowing I was going to be preaching on healthy living, it crossed my mind to think, how many of these people I see running by have thought about their spiritual health? Their spiritual health. They're so concerned about their physical health, but they forgot about their spiritual health. And that's what we're talking about, the healthy living. Psalms 43, 5, here's the attitude we should have. Why art thou cast down, my, O oh my soul? 
So the psalmist here, David says, why are you cast down? Why are you beating down my soul? You know, we get like that. We get kind of depressed. We get kind of down, don't we, about things. Everybody's like that. I don't know anybody that's happy 24 hours a day. And those people that I meet, they're happy 24 hours a day. Those people kind of weird me out. How can you be happy 24 hours a day? Doesn't something kind of twist you a little bit? I don't know. Maybe y'all are different than me. I, I worry about people like that. I, I can understand a man that's, that comes to me and is kind of down about something. Paying the taxes or down about something. When I meet somebody who's happy all the time, you got, you got to check them. Why aren't thou dead? Why aren't thou cast down? <laughs> Why is that so controversial for me to say that? It's because it's Trey, man. Maybe y'all think a little different than me. Why art thou cast down on my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Why you Listen, hope in God. Hope in God. The psalmist says, hope in God. Why? For I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. So the right attitude in this healthy living is to know that God is in control. God gives you your health. God gives you your very breath. God is making this heart beat. God is giving you the ability to stand up. God can literally touch you and the next morning you won't be able to get out of bed. That's God. That's your God. So we give Him all the glory, all the praise. We say, God, it's because of you I'm able to get up in the morning. For you I have a healthy life. I'm hoping in you to keep this healthy life going. See that right there? Hope in God. Why? For I show you praise Him. You're going to give Him the praise. Who is the health, the health of my countenance and my God. It's God that gives you the health and the countenance when you have a disease. You can have a healthy life even when you have a disease. Amen. Amen. You can be, have a healthy living when you have some kind of problem with your health. The world don't get that. The world thinks everything's got to be perfect or I'm not healthy. No. Paul was beaten. Paul was whipped. Paul was crippled. He was hunched back. He was half blind. Couldn't hardly see. Paul was all those things. And when you read the letters of Paul, you hear nothing but healthy living and praising God and glorify God and talking about how good life is. But I thought he was crippled and half blind. Yeah, he is all those things, but he's still living a healthy life. See, the Bible's definition of a healthy life don't always have to do with this flesh. Because you know when you get older, it don't matter who you are, you're going to have problems. This body's going in the grave. This body's going in the grave. And you can exercise and you can run all those 5Ks down in Brownwood all you want, but you're still going to die just like me. And you can have those toned up muscles and you can be all tanned up and you can try to look like a movie star, but you're still going to die just like me. But I don't care about being toned up or looking good. I care about having a healthy life to be able to glorify God. So the right attitude to have is to realize it's all about God. It's God giving you the health. And if you're away from God, you're not living healthy. I don't care how you look. I don't care if the blood work comes back from the doctor and says that everything's a-okay. I've known people to go to the doctor, get a perfect bill of health, oh, everything's a-okay, and drop dead in a week of a heart attack. What's going on there? God. See, God has a number. And he says, on this certain, certain day, on this certain, certain time, Keegan's going to die. And that person went to the doctor, God had their number down there, and he says, on this week, next week, you're going to die. I don't care what the doctor said. See, God's in control. So you better be fearing God, see. <laughs> Let's look at the last one of these attitudes. It's in Proverbs 3. You've got to have the right attitude. Look at Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3, look at verse 7. Here's the last attitude I want to give you. This is the, this is the right attitude for healthy living, okay? Verse 7. Be not wise in, the, in thine own eyes. That's humbleness. 
Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord. Fear the Lord. He didn't say fear Satan. He didn't say fear the doctor. Fear the Lord. You see that? Be not wise. Fear the Lord. And depart from evil. Try to live a godly life. What will happen? Verse 8. It shall be health to thy navel and morrow to thy bones. That's the recipe. Have a humble attitude. You're not any better than anybody else. You're humble. You're not wise in your own eyes. Be humble. Fear the Lord. Have a healthy fear of the Lord. Depart from evil. Try to live the right kind of life. What does the Bible say? If you'll do that, it'll be health to thy navel and moral to thy bones. That's the right attitude to have right there. You want to have a healthy life? That's the attitude. Let's look at the diet. Let's look at the diet for healthy living. Here's the diet for healthy living. It starts in Proverbs chapter 4. Next chapter over. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20. Here's the diet for healthy living. God's going to give you the diet you need to have. Uh, when you want to have healthy living, it's all about your attitudes, all about your diets, all about exercise. But you got to have the right combination. And you got to first start out with the right attitude. If you start out with the wrong attitude, your attitude is, I want to be healthy so I can look good, and I want to be healthy so I can look sexy, or I want to be healthy so I can do this. That's the wrong attitude. You should have the attitude is, I want to be healthy so I can do something for God. I want to be healthy because God's living in me. I want to be healthy because I want to have that countenance and that health then when somebody sees me, they want to know why I'm so happy. Yeah. It, don't have to ma- it don't matter what the doctor said, my friend. No, it don't matter if the doctor says you've got you know, six months to live. I want people to see me have a healthy life. Look at verse 20. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Read them. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. Memorize them. For they are life unto those that find them. And look, in health to all their flesh. A good diet for healthy living, guys, and you know it's going to go back to this, is the Word of God. Amen. This book right here. You need to read it. You need to hear it. You need to memorize it. That's what's going to keep you healthy. And he just said, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Your flesh, the body you're living in, your soul and spirit's living in this flesh. If you'll keep God's words and eat on God's words and digest God's words, it'll be good for your health. That's healthy living. That's the right kind of diet. And that's what they'll tell you. It's all about what you eat. You're never going to get healthy until you change your eating habits. You can exercise and exercise and exercise, but if you're eating a pound of cake a day, you're not going to get ahead. (laughs) Amen. I mean, y'all know this stuff. So it's it's the right attitude. Like, you know what? I want to be healthy for the Lord. And I want to eat his diet. And his diet is, he says, if I want to be healthy, I better digest his words. I better read them. I better hear them. I better keep them in my heart, memorize them. That's why you have people like Brother Eubanks. Brother Eubanks comes in here. He's got a gun out right here like this. 70, well, how old is Brother Eubanks? 72, 73 years old. He's over in in Africa climbing mountains. The last thing any doctor would tell him to do, that's where he's overdoing it. That man should have been dead of a heart attack 20 years ago. What's going on, Brother Keegan? The Lord is giving him healthy life because he's doing something for him. Amen. If you do something for the Lord, I don't care what's going on in your life. He's going, to keep, he's going to keep you ticking. You're useful to him. Look at verse 10. Yeah, chapter, uh, chapter 4, verse 10. It says, Hear, O my son, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 10. Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and, thy year, and the years of thy life shall be many. There's another promise. If you're hearing God's words and you're, you're, you're listening to what God has to say to you through the word of God, you know what you're going to have? You're going to have a lot of years on your life. Yes, I've seen it over and over again. That's why the church is full of old people. You never thought about that, have you? You never thought about that. Have God work with me. Mickey Rutherford. 
uh, Rick, Mickey's six years old. His parents are 87 or 88, and they're both, they both go to church every Sunday religiously. And I was talking to him about this yesterday. I said, you ever thought the reason why your parents are so old and such good health is because they love the Lord and they go to church every Sunday? He goes, you know, I never really thought about that. It's not because of the doctor. I can guarantee you that. It's not because the doctor gave him some kind of magical pill is why they're around. You can see that doctor's giving that same magical pill to all his patients, and some of his patients are dying at 50, at 60, at 70. Who's getting the glory? I'm telling you what, God gets the glory. That's who's getting the glory out of that. They got the right diet for a healthy living. They got the right attitude, and they got the right words. Look at Proverbs 16, 24. You know, Carolyn's, her mother, she's uh, got some years on her. I don't know how to say it politically correct, but and her, how old is she now? Her mother's 87 years old, and she just went to El Salvador. She went to El Salvador on a mission trip for the Lord. Why? It's God. I mean, I, you know, you can ask me and say what doctor she going to, you know, because go to, go to her, her doctor, and he's the one that's keeping her healthy. No, it's not the doctor, guys. It's not the doctor. It's God. Amen. And that's the, that God is the key to all of this about having a healthy life. There's a hundred and what, 103-year-old lady, a black lady got kicked out of her own church. Y'all hear about that? The pastor of this church, it's a black church, she'd been, she'd been going to that church for like 70-something years. Same church. She disagreed with the pastor, and the pastor kicked her out of his own church, out of the church. And she said, I didn't agree with what he's preaching. <laughs> so he got mad at her, and he kicked her out. I'm like, man, you're a brave soul. You're kicking out one of God's old saints like that? You're a brave soul. You're a brave. That pastor is brave. I, I can see God, oh, yeah, that's what you're going to do? That's what you're going to do? No, I don't want no part of that. He's kept her alive for 103 years. God did. Yes, he did. Now, God takes some of us home early. Say, well, explain that. That's between you and God. That's between God and you. That's God. God does that. My mom passed away at 44 years old. And now I look back on it and I have some wisdom and I have the word of God. I know that, I know that the Lord took her home at the right time. And she's a lot better place than I am, a lot happier than I am. And I can't wait to go where she is. And I would never bring her back. not Because I'm going to go where she is. See. She's already went on vacation. I just hadn't made it to vacation yet. See. We're so selfish, we want to bring our loved ones back from vacation so they can say hi to us. Why don't we just leave them on vacation? We're going to get there sooner, sooner or later. And I know every one of y'all are praying for good health. Y'all saying amen about going on that vacation, but none of y'all are in a hurry to get on the plane and go, are you? <laughs> Uh, okay. See, we're kind of hypocrites about this stuff. We're going to heaven, amen. We know heaven's a great place. It's, it's glorious. But we're so afraid to take that trip. That's the flesh, see. That's why some of y'all perked up when I said, we're going to talk about healthy living. It's all healthy living. Now I get to live a little bit longer and stay in this world and listen to some new law Obama's passed. I can't wait. You know. Yeah. I can't wait either. Proverbs 16, 24. Proverbs 16, 24. Pleasant words... Or as, an, or as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and look, and health to the bone. Guys, you want to have a health, be living a healthy life and have a healthy diet? Listen to good things. Be around people that are talking about good things. You know, there's nothing that's more discouraging than being around somebody who's just whining and crying and complaining. And, you know, they just bring you down, amen? And I can be like that. Y'all pray for my sweet little wife. I'm like that. I complain about everything. The city's not doing this. The city's not doing that. I should blah, 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 blah. I just complain. And that's not good for her. I'm probably taking years off her life, just her listening to me, you know. But the Bible says pleasant words, they're health to the bones. They're healthy for you. So that means you need to be careful of what you're listening to. 
also means you need to be careful what you're saying. What kind of health are you giving out? You should be thinking, you know, sweet words, pleasant words. You know, it's nothing more pleasing when you run into somebody at work and be like, man, this is such a beautiful morning. That, did you see that sunrise coming out? It's so beautiful. Then you run into somebody at work, and the first thing in the morning, I hate this place. Y'all know what I'm talking about. It's literally taking life, taking life out of you. But when you hear those pleasant words, it kind of perks you up. Health to the bones. Health to the bones. Look at Isaiah 58. Now we're going to look at the exercise, guys. Look at verse 6. We're going to talk about exercise. How to, how, what kind of exercise are you supposed to have spiritually for healthy living? Because you can be physically healthy but spiritually sick. Your spiritual health is, can, t- can be tied to your physical health in a lot of ways. If you're spiritually unhealthy and you're spiritually not doing things for God, you're spiritually not where you need to be with God, you're spiritually doing things that God's not happy with, tends to be that your physical health is going to start declining. I've seen that a lot. Now, not every time. I'm not judging anybody. I'm just saying I've seen that a lot of times. Where In my own life, where I wasn't right with God and I wasn't doing things God wanted me to do, and my health just wasn't where it should have been. But when I started doing things for God and just sticking my neck out for God and just doing things spiritually I knew God would be pleased with, it's amazing how much healthier I felt. And my countenance changed. Uh, Isaiah 58, 6. Is, it, is not this the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens... And let the oppressed go free, and that ye break every yoke. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring the poor that thou art that are cast out to thy house, when thou seest the naked that thou cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh? Look what he says in verse eight. When you do all these things, then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and look, and thine health, thine health shall spring forth speedily. God says, when you're doing all these things in verses 6 and 7, your health is going to spring forth speedily. And thy righteousness shall go before thee. You're going to be known as a righteous person. The glory of the Lord shall be thy reward. Reward is going behind you. God's going to get the glory out of it. When you can do verse 6 and 7, when you can exercise verse 6 and 7 out in your life, when you can exercise these things out in your life, your light, your, your face, the countenance is going to be brighter. Your health is going to spring forth speedily. People are going to know you for being a good person and God's going to get the glory in the end. Back up at verse 6 quickly. Loose the bands of wickedness. That helps overcome sin. Undo the heavy burdens. Are you a burden to somebody? You need to be a, not to be a burden to somebody. Undo the heavy burdens. Look at this. And let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke. When you see an injustice being done, do something about it. You do something about it, see. God's putting this on y'all. He said, don't say that's somebody else's job to break to do something about it. You do something about it. You take a step out. Look at verse 7. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry? Notice it says, whose bread? Thy bread. Oh, I wish somebody would feed those people over there. You go feed those people over there. God says, you see how they're not doing good? Yeah, Lord, I wish somebody would give them some money or give them some food so they can buy some money. Won't you go give them some food? It's deal thy bread. See how God's putting it off on us? <laughs> And that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house. You see that? That's not the government's responsibility. That's not Salvation Army's responsibility. That's not the Red Cross's responsibility. That's your responsibility. You see what God's saying? You take it on yourself. Look, deal thy bread, thy bread to the hungry, that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house. You're personally responsible for helping people out. And in America, we live in a society where, well, we got all these programs, and the government's got the welfare program. We got all these different programs. Guys, God says it's your responsibility. You take a personal responsibility in helping somebody out. You want to exercise and have a good diet and have a good, healthy living? 
This is the exercise right there. God says, when you do this stuff, look, when thou seest the naked, that thou cover him. See somebody needs some clothes, you buy some clothes for him. You see this? God talking to you personally. Now, I can't speak to you when you're going to have this opportunity, but when God presents this stuff before you, take advantage of it. So, you know, I'm going to help them out a little bit. I'm going to help them out what I can do. And God says, when you'll do that, then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thy health shall spring forth speedily. That's why you see some of these people, these Christians are walking around, they're about 200 or 150 pounds overweight, 100 pounds overweight, and they got the, their faces just shining. They look so happy, and they're, they're healthy, and you're like, how can they be, how are they so healthy? And I'm doing all these exercises and doing all these. And, and they're over here and they're 100 pounds overweight. And they look so happy and so healthy. Right there, guys. They're doing something for the Lord. And they're doing righteousness. And they're trying to do those good works. And good works will bring good health. I'm not just saying it. I'm reading it. I'm reading it for you. Look at one more. Psalm 67. And then we'll close. This is the last one. We'll close it right here. Psalm 67. And this is the last exercise you need to have for good health. I've given you the attitude. I've given you the diet. For good, healthy living. And now let's look at the last one of the exercises for good health. The first exercise was doing good works. Brings good health. Now look at 67, Psalm 67, 1 and 2. And notice this is all the Word of God. I'm giving you verses to back up when I'm preaching. I'm not just reading and just fighting on. Look at verse 1. God be merciful unto us and bless us and cause His face to shine upon us. Selah. There's the pause. Now look at verse 2. Why should he do all that? That thy way may be known upon the earth, thy saving health among all nations. You should be praying for good health so you can spread the gospel message of Jesus Christ. That thy way may be known upon earth, thy saving health. See, in the end, it's all about God's saving health. And you should be praying for good health so you can get the gospel message out. That God's way may be known. That's why you want God, verse 1, to be merciful. Why you want God to bless you. That's why you want God to shine his face on you. So you can turn around and tell somebody else, like, man, God has been so good through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the best thing ever happened to me. And I tell you what, uh, I don't deserve, I eat like a pig. I, I, you know, you can slop a hog and I'll be right there with them. But boy, the Lord's has given me, I, I, I don't know what to tell you, but that the Lord's has been good to me. That's healthy living right there. And that's why I said, I know y'all think I'm joking around, but that's why I said there's so many Christians that are so old. And you say, well, how do they get to... Lord, it's God. Amen. It's God. Because there's a lot of people going to that same doctor that are not living that old. It's God. You want to have a healthy life, God can give you a healthy life. Daniel found him faithful in a lion's den. He sent fire down from heaven when Elijah called on him. And though Joseph was forsaken, he was rewarded with the throne. And when David felt his heart break, he could sing this song. Every need supplied, every moment satisfied, and every time I called His name, I know I'll find Him just the same. And if you've gone out on a limb, or your way it may seem dim, don't give up and don't give in, casting all. 
your care upon him. You said we could move mountains, the faith of a mustard seed. So I know our God is able to meet our every need. Then one day with all the blood-washed saints we'll gather round the throne. And with anthem sweet crowned at His feet we'll sing it on and on. Every need supplied Every moment satisfied And every time I call His name I know I'll find Him just the same And if you've gone out on a limb For your way it may seem dim Don't give up and don't give in Cast in all your care Upon Him, cast in all your care. Upon Him. Hello, this is Pastor Keegan Hall at Indian Gap Baptist Church. I got a question for you. If you died tonight, do you know if you'd go to heaven? Do you realize the Bible says you can know that you have eternal life? And Jesus Christ encouraged us in John chapter 3, verse 17, For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Are you saved? Jesus says, He that believeth on Him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Have you believed in the name of Jesus Christ? Romans chapter 10, verse 13 tells us, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Can you think of a time you called on Jesus Christ to save you? Well, if you haven't, friend, I encourage you to get down on your knees and pray as admit you're a sinner and ask Jesus Christ to save you the best way you know how. And I'm here to tell you that He will save you. Now, if you prayed that prayer or if you'd like to get a hold of us, contact us at IndianGapBaptist.com, IndianGapBaptist.com. Until next time, God bless. Mm-hmm.